today we are talking about probably one of my favorite topics which is um overcoming your capacity without the overwhelm because you can probably over overcome your capacity and be very very overwhelmed and very stressed but i don't want that for you i want you to actually love your business and enjoy what you do um so we know that we need to embody that growth mindset we've already covered that we know that and we know that we want to start making decisions as the ceo of the business and it's likely that your business as it is right now in terms of the structure of it it probably needs a little bit of tweaking to get you where you want to go okay so as a done for you service provider and when i say done for you i mean a service provider who does the work for your clients so if you're a virtual assistant social media manager web designer graphic designer anything like that where you're actually doing the work for your clients this is particularly hard because when you're doing the work for other people you're limited to how much work you can do um, but i will say that even as other service providers as well like um i don't know like a social media strategist or a coach or someone like that someone where you maybe support the client as they do the work or maybe support them and you kind of collaborate together it's still hard right it's it's less hard i will say but it's still hard no matter what kind of service you're offering to scale but typically it's only hard because there are things in your business that are not allowing you to grow and if you fix those things it's significantly easier so before we dive in i do just want to say when i talk about capacity and hitting your limits and being fully booked and things like that i do not mean 40 plus hours of client work that's not what i mean because your whole business is what needs to be included in your working hours and so if you've got 40 hours of client work a week once you've added in all of the other work you need to do to run your business and be the ceo you're going to be working like 100 hour weeks right so a fully booked week is not necessarily going to be 40 hours of client work and also some of you are probably working part-time so you might be running your business around your kids or around a full-time job around other commitments in which case your working hours is going to be even less than that that doesn't matter you can still grow and scale your business but just remember that when i'm talking about hitting capacity if you're thinking oh but i've only got like 10 hours of client work and i'm already feeling really stretched and overwhelmed that's okay because once you add in all of the other hours of the stuff that you're doing it's probably closer to like 30 hours that you're doing so please don't book like 50 hours of client work and i say that having done it like it's not good it's not fun don't do it um so are you able are you unable i should say to scale your business or are you unable to scale your business in the way that it's set up right now because one of them is within your control and one of them isn't and being a ceo we want to look at how we can be in control so if it's a case of there are certain elements of your business that are not scalable right now that's really good news for you because it means that if you can change them and you can because you can take back that control then it's going to be easier for you to scale and that's what i want to look at today and i'm going to upload probably later today some um, podcast episodes that i've done previously with service providers into the group because i have interviewed and spoken to some incredible people who have built you know six figure businesses and beyond as a service provider and i know it's one thing for me to sit here and say it's possible but i also want you to see the proof so i will post those in the group as well so keep an eye out for that um and tomorrow i'm going to go through numbers so if you're thinking yeah this is great but like realistically how much can i charge and how many clients can i have and how is it possible to make six figures and beyond like stay with me because i'm going to break it down tomorrow and i'm going to show you how it's possible but today is important first so i would argue that 20 to 25 hours of client work a week is fully booked that's likely 
at the place where you're thinking I'm at capacity if you're wanting to work full time if you're part time like I said it's going to be less than that it's still very possible for you to grow beyond that but it's going to depend on a couple of things and you need to get really clear on these things first and that is how many hours do you want to be working in total per week and that's a personal preference every single one of you in here is going to have a different answer there's no right and wrong how many hours do you want to be working per week and then looking at that amount of hours what does that mean for how many client hours you can do so if you only want to be working 30 hours a week and you decide that half of that is going to be dedicated to your business and so you're only going to take on 15 hours of client work per week and let's say you're charging 30 pounds an hour and you do the sums and you think oh well, hang on a minute that doesn't get me to my i don't know multi six-figure goal don't worry because we're going to cover that tomorrow Okay, but this is really good for starting to highlight that there's something that needs to change. If you're looking at what your numbers can get you at the moment and the actual goal that you want to be reaching and there's a mismatch, we definitely need to do some of this work. But this is also relevant if you're not particularly money motivated, because this is going to give you more time. It's going to give you more freedom, more flexibility. It's going to like lift some of that stress that's probably very heavy right now. So stick around even if you're not particularly motivated by the numbers. As an example... I tend not to take on more than five one-to-one -one clients at any one time. Now, does that take me to 40 hours of client work? Absolutely not, far from it. It's normally four or five hours a week or something. Um, but delivering that one-to-one -one work and fully supporting my clients is quite heavy. There's a lot of, of stuff that I kind of hold for them. And so it can be quite draining. So I know that I could not have like 20 plus one-to-one -one clients because I would just emotionally be, I'd have nothing left, right? It's really like, it's work that I love, but it can be very, very draining. And it's the same when you're managing multiple clients. And the other thing is that there's lots of work that goes into my business that isn't client facing. So just because I say I'm fully booked doesn't mean I'm doing 40 hours of client work and you don't need to either. Now, it's very possible that you are genuinely maxed out, like in terms of your energy and in terms of your time, you might have done all of the things to perfect your business and you might legitimately be like i have no time left and if that's the case then definitely come back tomorrow because it's going to be a case of looking at what your offers are um how much client interaction there is your prices all those kinds of things but i would also bet that there are other things involved as well it's very likely that you're feeling at capacity because of one of these things your systems and processes are very manual and so you're having to do a lot of work yourself your boundaries with clients are not perfect or might not be there altogether. And so you might be jumping between clients, doing extra work, doing lots of back and forth communication, doing some babying, maybe trying to chase them for things. And that's taking up a lot of time and energy. You might not have a clear strategy for marketing and for signing new clients. And so you might find that you're kind of logging onto Instagram, spending hours scrolling and looking at what everyone else is doing and trying to engage with people and you're doing things that you're called you're calling marketing but you're like i'm not sure this is actually getting me where i want to go i'm not seeing any results here things might feel really clunky generally it might feel like nothing is smooth nothing is really done with intention or purpose you're kind of just like running through the day getting things done or it might be that you're stopping and starting so often with new strategies and ideas that you're never really finishing anything. So you're spending a lot of time starting things, but no time actually finishing things. So it's likely that when we feel that capacity, one of those things or something similar is at play here. And that's why it's really important to do this work before we do the work tomorrow in terms of your pricing and your offers. Because all of these things and any similar issues that might be coming up 
they require an element of undoing before you can move forwards. Because let's say you had an issue with, um, I don't know, your client communication was really time consuming because there was very few boundaries there and your systems are a bit like all over the place. And so clients are WhatsApping you and ringing you and emailing you and all the things. And it was taking up all your time and energy. If you continue to push past that discomfort and you don't fix it and you just continue growing, the issue will just get bigger. You will have more client communication issues. You will be more drained. So you really need to fix these things before you move forwards. And not to mention that, you know, we talk um, as women about this like mental load. There's a lot of that that comes with running a business. And so every time you think, oh, I really need to change that thing. I really need to set Dubsado up, but I'll do it some other time. Or I really need to communicate this with my clients, but I'll do it some other time. Those things are not going away. They're just floating around in your brain, taking up space. And every day you're thinking, oh my gosh, there's so much to do. And I'm mad at myself because I haven't done this yet. And I've been saying I'm going to do this for ages and I've still not done it. And all those thoughts are really clogging up the space that you could be using to be a CEO. And if you think about the fact that we have limited capacity to make decisions every single day, all of those things that you're choosing not to do are taking up the first half of your decision-making ability. So by the time you got to like nine o'clock and you think you're starting your business and you're starting to feel tired, it's because all these things that you're already making decisions about in the background are taking up a lot of your brain's capacity. So it's really important that we start tackling these things. So when I say I want you to start looking at these individual parts and potentially, I don't want to say breaking them, let's say fixing them. I don't want you to think I mean making it more complicated. Like scaling a business does not have to be complicated. I don't mean you need all these fancy systems and fancy automation. You need a team of 30 people. That's not what I mean. What I actually mean is simplify it. So all these elements of your business, in order for them to be scalable, they likely just need to be simplified. Okay, so it doesn't have to be complicated. We want to make this as easy for you as possible. And in my upcoming program that I'm running next month, I'm going to be going through um, everyone one-to-one -one and looking at their individual blocks and how we can overcome them. It's much easier to do one-to-one -one because everyone is very unique. But what I want to do today in this group is I want to do something that's going to apply to everybody. And so here's what I want you to imagine. If a Kardashian or Beyonce or, I don't know, insert name of person that you love here, was to go online tonight and say, oh my gosh, this person is amazing you need to go and check them out so i know that joanne's in here if kim kardashian went online and said oh my god joanne's really been helping me like everyone you need to go and look at her work and next thing you know five hundred thousand people are heading at your website instagram facebook page wherever you hang out where would your business absolutely explode and fall apart so if we imagine your um onboarding process first Obviously, there are lots of elements of your business we can look at, but I really want to focus on one thing at a time here, because if I can give you like a small win, it's going to give you that boost that you keep you keep going. Right. It's like, you know, when you um, start eating healthier and you start feeling better, you're like, oh, I'm, I'm going to eat healthy now because I can see the results. I want you to get mini results through this week so that you've got that kind of encouragement to keep going. So your onboarding process, picture it from the moment someone comes to your account or your website to the moment that they sign with you and you've got this process here. 500,000 people are trying to get through it. What doesn't work? Okay, and this is gonna be your homework, so you don't have to answer it right now, just let your brain start to think about it. So let's say in your bio at the moment you have a call booking link. Have you set a maximum amount of calls that can be booked? Or are you gonna wake up tomorrow and have five calls a day, every single day for the next 12 months? Because in which case you're not gonna be able to run your business. 
are you going to wake up and have, let's say you only let people book for the next week. Maybe those calls got booked in in like 30 seconds. And then all the other 500,000 people were like, oh, now I've got nowhere to go because her call booking link is the only link I can find and I can't book any calls because there's no space. So I guess I'll just leave. Yeah, so, so much would fall down. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to say good, but good that you're here. Um, if it's a direct sign up, like let's say you are a coach and you're running a program right now, some sort of group program, and it comes with a one-to-one -one element. I'm just using this as an example because this is what I'm doing right now. And so I had to go through this process myself. Let's say there's a one-to-one -one element and you just have the link there. And in your head, you've decided, well, people are probably not going to sign up. So it's no big deal if, if a few sales come in overnight, right? Next thing you know, 40,000 people have joined your program and they've all wanted one-to-one -one with you. And you're like, oh, it's great. You've probably just made six figures overnight. But how are you going to do 41,000 one-to-one calls in the space of eight weeks, for example? It wouldn't be possible. Do you have your phone number in your contact details? Because that wouldn't be fun. So just think about every process that someone would go through if they were interested in working with you. Where would it fall apart? A really good example might be that you have some passive templates that you sell. And there's a link to that in your bio. And that could, you know, 500,000 people could go through that. And it wouldn't make any difference to you because it's all automated. You might get more customer service type emails of people saying, oh, how do I find them? Or this doesn't work. You know, you might get more of that. But other than that, the process still works. That might work really well. Or you might have um, an application form. That might be your first part of the process. And you might have a wait list, things like that, so that you can capture all these people. You might have a um, email list that people can subscribe to. You might have a podcast to send people to. Think about where these people would end up, because if your only link, your only place is a call booking link and it gets full, everyone else you're going to lose them. They're going to forget who you are by tomorrow. And I mean that in the nicest way possible. So how can you capture these people? So yes, this is a very dramatic way of looking at it. And you're probably thinking, but Gemma, that's not going to happen. Maybe, but it's a really good way of highlighting where those issues are and those things that are going to get stuck. Because if they're going to get stuck, if 500,000 people go through them, they're probably going to get stuck if 50 people go through them. They're probably going to get stuck if five people go through them. And that is more realistic. But just imagining it, imagining it on a bigger scale allows you to highlight those areas really quickly that need some work. So that's going to be your homework for between today and tomorrow to think about where your business would get stuck. What would absolutely explode? What would fall apart? What would be a disaster? Where would you wake up in the morning and think, oh, my God, what have I done? OK. And also, the other thing is that sometimes you might think, well, I'm not going to put a maximum amount of spaces on this program because I'm probably only going to sign a couple or I'm not going to put a maximum on the call booking link because what are the chances I'm going to get more than like three people want to book a call with me? What you're saying to yourself there is that you don't think it's possible that you're going to get big numbers. Which is which is kind of telling yourself that you're not that big of a deal. So also just think about when you're saying, oh, yeah, but it's no big deal for me because I've never had more than one call booked in a day. So I'm not worried about getting like a thousand because it's not going to happen. You're you're telling yourself that that's not going to happen for you. And that's likely I mean, firstly, fixed mindset. Right. But also that's likely affecting how many sales you're actually bringing in, okay? Because you're telling yourself it's not gonna happen. So like I said, your customer journey is one of many parts, but it's a really good place to focus. And it's a really good place to start making those changes. And then once you see, okay, this feels really good, this works, this is far less clunky, it's far more simple, then you can start working on other areas.